Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome. Welcome to Tuesday's podcast. And we like to call this the checkup. You know, years ago, uh, back in the probably the late 90s, I heard a uh, speaker uh, at one of the conferences I was attending. And he talked about uh, uh, how our attitude determines our altitude. And I love that because it's so in line with what we do as people of recovery, you know, our, obviously our altitude is, is how we're feeling and, and our elevation in life and how we view things differently than we did when we were out there ripping and running and in the midst of our addiction and behavioral challenges. And as our attitude began to change and uh, as, as it is said, uh, you know, we put on a new pair of glasses and we began changing our internal self-talk, our attitude, it says in one of the premises, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will have changed. And as that changed for the better, for the positive, then of course, our altitude or our way, our elevated way of looking at life changes as well. And I hope, I really hope that this is what you're finding in recovery. Um, being a, a member of so many different Facebook groups, from Al-Anon to NA to OAGA, you know, SAAA, you name it, there's a group out there and I try to be a part of them. One of the things that I have found is that there are so many New people in recovery with a week, a month, a day, a year, maybe not even a year as much, but a week, a day, a month, six months. Here is my penny's worth of advice. Try to stay away from your own opinion and your own thinking. And this has just been my experience, what was told to me and what I've learned and understood over the years. In the beginning, your main requirement is to not drink or use, right? Find a sponsor, go to meetings, begin acclimating with the foundational things. But here's something that's really important, and I'll try to say it as tenderly as possible. I don't mean to be harmful to anyone. But the bottom line is you don't know anything, right? So listen when when people in recovery who've been around for a minute, and there's a lot of us out there, try to share something with you, just listen. Don't tell us why it's not going to work. Don't tell us how we're wrong, because it has worked for us, and we're not wrong, right? A lot of times, people are looking for people's opinion rather than their advice, and it seems that many people in these 
Facebook groups, they're looking for an opinion that is aligned with their thinking. Well, the bottom line is, if your thinking wasn't all jacked up, what in the hell are you doing in a in a 12-step program, right? We get here because we are broken. We we are a city without walls, right? We We have nothing of any concrete or foundational understanding of how life ought to be. So just because you have a week, two weeks, a month, what have you, even though it's more than you ever have had, and we ought to celebrate that, remember, you don't know anything, right? And again, forgive me if this sounds harsh, but don't forgive me because I mean every word of it, right? Just listen, keep quiet, ask your questions, and and listen to people who have been around for a minute. And there's a lot of them out there. I see them and I like their responses. But again, if you're shopping for an opinion, you know, maybe you're not ready for recovery. If you are shopping for advice, you know, uh, again, many of us exclaimed, what an order I can't go through with that, right? There is some orders you're going to have to go through and it's difficult to swallow. But if you really do a, a thorough first step, you are what is called sweetly reasonable, right? Lack of power. That was our dilemma. And if you're looking for an easier, softer way, it says we are looking for, we thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. So your opinion is the easier, softer way, but your opinion got you here. So now settle back, relax, ask your questions. Let us who have been around for a while, and again, there's countless others. I see so many people on Facebook who are giving some really solid advice based on their their time and tenure in the program, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, 20 years, right? 30 years. Listen to us who have been around. We don't have all the right answers all the time, but we can get you close enough that you may not have to relapse. And for so many of us who do relapse, we don't come back. All right, there's my soapbox. Let me get off of that. Let's get right into the crux of today. The topic for today is traditions are the glue. You know, if if you've been listening, you know for the last 12 weeks, plus a week after that, uh, stepping into recovery, I, I covered all 12 steps in 12 weeks on Tuesdays. And then the 13th week, I capped it off and, and I sort of put all the steps together. So my friend Susie, uh, who writes a blog for us every every month? Susie will be published uh, this next Wednesday uh, with her with her blog and does a great job for. Her. She's an Alanon. Susie is a remarkable person. You don't want to miss her comments and her her wisdom and depth of knowledge and understanding. Susie has really walked a tremendous path with an addicted husband and three teenagers at home. And she's a, she's a medical professional. So she really brings a lot to the table. And I want to invite you to, uh, to, to read what she is writing, of course, at recoveryguy.org and just go to blogs and you'll see Susie this Wednesday. Now, traditions are the glue. So I did the steps. Now I'm doing the traditions and really... One of the best ways 
to ensure that something or someone keeps their foundational structure or direction is to establish traditions. You know, traditions that I was always concerned with were holidays I could drink at, right? Or use at, or have an excuse to go do what I wanted to do, right? Whether it was uh, St. Patrick's Day or New Year's or Christmas or any holiday, my birthday, uh, 4th of July, uh, Thanksgiving Day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you get the idea, right? Every tradition that I thought was important were surrounding drinking and my, my desire to get sideways became more important to me than anything, more important shamelessly or shamefully, I say, more important than my marriages, more important with the relationship with God, more important than living with my children, more important than my mom and dad, more important than my siblings, my jobs, my ad infinitum, right? You know what, what I'm talking about. Alcohol and drugs and the other behaviors take precedent. And so we have no values. We, we have no foundation. We have no steps. We have no plan. We have no traditions. We have no glue to hold us together. I love in page 17 where it talks about, uh, and there is a solution in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It talks about glue. It talks about that would have not held us together as we are now joined. The tremendous fact for us is that we have a way out, right? We have discovered a common solution, right? And that's what we want to explore. And the traditions are so a part of it. So, you know, I want you to do the steps. I'm glad you're working the principles as they apply to each step. But if you're not jumping into the traditions, you're missing the foundational element of what holds AA together and other 12-step programs. In church, it would be doctrine, right? Doctrine is everything because doctrine is where we get our real unity. So today, what I want to talk to you about are the traditions. Now, understand that 12-step recovery is second to none when it comes to establishing traditions that remain intact and unchanged. This is how you know something is right on or antiquated, but it still works. So we know it's still relevant decades later. Both of these things are important for without them being intact, we would have no foundational direction. And if they would change from time to time, they would be more subject to people's feelings than they would their thinking, right? We have to be very careful as, as Father Martin and Chalk Talk points out, you know, we want to operate on the formula um, as Aquinas would say, we are, we are rational animals, right? I think we can have more credit than that, but you know what I'm thinking if you've ever studied Aquinas. And, and intellect over emotion, so that formula of I over E, and that's how we want to approach what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? If we're going by emotion, today it's one thing, tomorrow it's the next. The next day it's something completely different, right? But if it's if it's intellectual thinking, then it has to make sense 
overlooking emotion. And this is one of the beautiful things about traditions. They've always made sense through the years and they've never gotten old. And I know that's true because so many people I see coming into the program um, recently, like Laura, that I just recently met on Twitter. Um, she has got, I think, nine days today or 10 days, something like that. What's really great is I can introduce her and others like her to the same things, the same things that got me clean and sober and my sponsor, Will, at 41 years and Buddy and Eddie and Steve and Scott and Chaz and Angie and Wendy and all of my my friends who are walking in sobriety, Mike Brown, you name it. Uh, they still work, right? So I don't have to say, gee, that's really a tough one there, Chaz. Let me think on it. Let me get you a roll of steps that you can use that maybe work for you. No, it's not like a tailored suit. These are off the rack, one size fits all. And that's the beauty of 12-step recovery, the steps, and of course, the traditions. Alcoholics Anonymous has remained structurally sound because of the traditions it has laid out from its earliest inceptions. So for a list of traditions, and in the notes, I got a hyperlink to aa.org. So if you want a list of the traditions and any other um, recovery material, just click on that link. It'll take you right to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and you can find whatever you are looking for. So for today's podcast, though, just for simplicity, we're going to focus on, on traditions that are most near and dear to me. They're traditions one, two, and three, and tradition five. So before we do that, let, let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty just a little. What is a tradition? So a tradition, traditions are defined as the handing down of statements, beliefs, legends, customs, and information. And no matter how you view these 12 traditions, they're going to fit into one of these categories for you, right? Now, they travel, as I previously said, from generation to generation. They are always relevant, and they travel best by word of mouth or by practice. So as I practice it, remember, this program is based on attraction rather than promotion, right? So again, if newcomers could see no joy in our existence, they wouldn't want it. I know what to do every single day because the foundation and the steps and the traditions that are the glue to the program of recovery remain intact. So I don't wonder from day to day, what do I do today? What do I do tomorrow? What do I do the next day? I hope it doesn't change. I'm not feeling too good. No, 10, 11, and 12, that's me. I'm rocking it, right? And these traditions that are near and dear to my heart, again, they're all important. But again, we're going to focus on one through three and then tradition five today. Again, they travel from generation to generation it's also referred to as a long established or inherited way of thinking or acting because we do inherit these. My sponsor, Jack, inherited them from his, who inherited from, from their sponsor, who was one of the original five. Uh, my sponsor, Jack, uh, died at 44 years sober, a little bit more than two years ago. And you probably heard this story already. Uh, I sat on his whole 
on, at his hospital room in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I sat there. He was ready to die. I knew I was going to leave. And I knew this was the last time I was going to see Jack alive. And I asked Jack, I said, Jack, what do I tell him? Right? What do I say? You've got 44 years sobriety. I need something to tell the people. See, I was looking to inherit something from him, passing down as one passes away. They pass it on to generation, generation. You know, my dad died sober. I'm a junior, right? My son, Rob or Robert, he is the third. I passed down things to him. And guess what? Robbie, or he loves to call him Hoss, is now, I think Robbie's seven months old, maybe eight months. Um, and he's Robert Pardon the Fourth, right? So tradition, tradition, tradition. We're handing things down. We're inheriting things. And, and, and I'm handing down things that my dad handed down to me, you know, in his sober years. And, and then I'm handing those things of my sobriety down to my son and Rob will pass those things down to Robbie as he goes and so on and so on and so on. And that's what the traditions do. So let's take a look at what one through three and five are. Hey, and if you're looking for a great uh, way to go, I want you to go to thesobercurator.com. Thesobercurator.com. Uh, you can you can contact Elise and and Lisa, fabulous individual. The Sober Pop is now in Clubhouse. Uh, download the Clubhouse app. Look for Sober Pop and ask to be invited or message me and I'll invite you. Great format, great group of people. You want to be a part of them. And also, if you're looking for their, because there's some really great podcasters out there. Trust me when I tell you, and you can find a lot of who they are on the Sober Curator uh, or the Sober Pop. Also, you can find them with my friend, Buddy C. He's got a website called transitionsdaily.org transitionsdaily.org forward slash podcasts with an S forward slash podcasts. Got a great list of some really rock solid podcasters who are committed to your recovery because they're committed to their recovery. And also if you want a, a daily email and you can even join a private Facebook group, you want to go to daily aaemails.com. Again, dailyaaemails.com. Check these people out. You will not regret it. And if you know someone new or relatively new to the program of recovery, invite them. Let's give everyone the support that they would want and need in order to find what you and I have found. So my favorite tradition is tradition number one. You know, it reminds me that it's about you. In order for me to get what I want, I need to incorporate you into that equation, right? There's an adage that says, no man is an island unto himself. And that is true. So I can't do this alone. Also, there's a principle, I am my brother's keeper. So not only do I need you to give to me, but I am responsible for you and to put out a message 
That's why we have the 12 step. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs, right? So there's steps, there's person principles and their traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity, right? I love that. So it talks about personal recovery. What I need to do for me, but it depends upon my fellowshipping and being united or in agreement with you. That's where unity comes from. We are in agreement with each other that this works. We're not disjointed. We're not disjointed. We are in unity. We are one voice speaking many different languages, right? But we are one voice. And I love that because, you know, especially in the area of, of higher power, right? A big sticking point for many people, a great um, advantage for many others, right? And I hope you grow through whatever challenges you have into a relationship with a power greater than yourself. So here's our unity. I have many friends who are Muslim in 12 step or they practice the Jewish faith or they are Catholic, or they're evangelical Christians like me, or they're agnostic, right? Some are atheists. I'm not sure how you get there because everybody believes in something. Um, some are from the Buddhist network. So there would seem to be disunity there, but there's really not because I don't need to agree with them who their higher power is. We just need to agree that our higher power wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We are sure that God, your, your version of God, wants you to be happy, joyous, and free. That's what we agree on. We agree that our higher power gives us strength, freedom, removes the bondage of self, removes the bondage of, of addiction and behavior, and allows us to be happy, joyous, and free. Or, or Bill said he stood in the sunlight at last because he used to shiver in the shadows, the icy shadows of intellectual self. I'm paraphrasing. I may have it wrong, but it's pretty close. He stood in the sunlight at last. And as long as we agree that our higher power, our concept of God as we understood God, allows us to stand in the sunlight and to bask in the sunlight, that's all I want. I love the feeling. Check it out. I love the feeling when my my truck, it may be a little bit cooler outside here in Salt Lake. It can be that way. And every now and then it gets a little cooler outside, but my truck has been sitting in the sun and the, and the, and it's a clear day, even though it's 40 degrees and the sun will radiate through my windshield and almost superheat my cab. And I get in the truck and I feel that warmth just waiting for me, just encompassing me. That's the way I want to feel spiritually. And that is our unity, right? So our personal recovery depends on our AA unity, that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And it goes into so many other directions as well. That is just one example. Our common welfare should come first. Common is a great word. And in the Greek, it actually means human or humanity or our overall welfare should come first. If the foundations are destroyed, 
What can the righteous do? And that is why this tradition is so important to start out to understand the group as a whole in terms of the, the organizational structure of Alcoholics Anonymous, me personally, and then us as a group. As Stephen Covey calls it, we would go from the 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 personal to the interpersonal and the managerial when we're looking for alignment, right? Or when we look at Maslow's uh, theory of hierarchy, right? We finally get to self-actualization, um, but we do so by understanding how we can be important in the needs of others. That's tradition one, and I love it, and I hope you embrace it as well. The next one is, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. So there's no AA czar. For our group purpose, we have an ultimate authority. And I love how it says a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious, not our individual conscious, but our group conscious. What can we agree on? What are we sure that God wants us to do? How can we unite? So we're always, we're stepping on the outside because that's our selfish and self-centered nature, but we're drawn to the inside. We're trying to find common ground. And that's what's so beautiful about recovery. I see so many people from different walks of life, male, female, various ethnicities, various identifications from gay and straight and you name it, right? And yet we can come to agree. Those are differences. They're a distinction without a difference is really what they are. Because who cares? Alcohol or drugs or gambling, that sure as heck doesn't care. It'll kill anybody. It'll destroy anyone's life. So we need to come and agree in our group conscious. What is good for the group? Because again, going back to tradition one, if it's good for the group, it's good for me. And if I care about me, I can't care about me without caring about you. Does that make sense? For our group purpose, what is our purpose? Our purpose is to help others become well as individuals, right? I, I was sharing with a person the other day about uh, how we would say, I think it was Elise from uh, Sober Pop. Anyway, I was sharing with her and talking about how we've heard the adage where the, the newcomer is the most important person in the room. Maybe you've heard that before. And it sounds good. It's a nice little cliche, but it's wrong. The newcomer is not the most important person in the room. If you believe that, then you believe recovery or the rooms of recovery as a giant furnace that needs new coals just to keep it going. And the fact is, if we who are already here don't do everything we can for ourselves to be well, there's not going to be anyone here when the newcomer arrives. So we need to stay strong as a group so I can stay strong as an individual. Therefore, we have group and individual value and sense of purpose. 
I love the only requirement for AA membership, N-A-O-A-G-A-S-A, right? When I went to OA, they had one requirement, and that was to 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 admit and to not be a compulsive overeater anymore. My our our common requirement or the common goal or the requirement for GA was to not gamble and have our our family destroyed by destructive behavior where we'd lose rent, we'd lose power bills and water bills and and all those things, right? A person who's a lustaholic, the only requirement for membership is 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 around lust, is around breaking free from the pornographic stranglehold that it got on us, that has on us, that would cause us to defile any relationship of value. And I'm so glad the only requirement, I don't care anything about you. I don't care. Again, nothing whatsoever. Nothing affects me. If you tell me I can't stop drinking and I have to, and I have a desire to stop, I can't do drugs anymore. I have to stop doing drugs or I have to stop compulsive overeating or I have to stop throwing up or I have to stop starving myself or I have to stop going to the casinos or the off track, you know, uh, betting, betting places. If, if you have that as a requirement, welcome aboard. Isn't that great? You know, we thought there were so many conditions that we never thought we could measure up to. Whether it was real or contrived, most of it for me was contrived because all anyone really ever wanted from me, from my wives to my family, you name it, my employees, they just wanted the real Robert Pardon to show up. And finally, I did. Thank God for recovery. So the only requirement for, for AA membership, I raise my hand and say, hey, my name is Robert. I'm alcoholic. Or as my my dear sponsor and friend, Will, would say, I am a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, right? Welcome aboard. Glad you're here. Guess what? You're a member. The only requirement for membership, and I love the simplicity of that. It doesn't complicate a thing. Do you want to stop drinking? Do you want to stop using? Do you want to stop throwing up? Do you want to stop compulsive overeating? Do you want to stop gambling? Do you want to stop going to strip joints or going on porn websites? or meeting hookers in hotels, welcome aboard. I love it, don't you? It, it sets everything aside and allows me to just be me as I come in in my broken state. Finally, 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 and there's so much more in these traditions. Number five, each group has but one, again, the group, the group has one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic, to the individual who still suffers. That is that is everything about what we do. And as we prepare for that, I become well in my preparation for you becoming well. Isn't that crazy how that works? It used to be me against the world. I'm in this alone. I felt isolated and alone and apart from everything and everyone. And it wasn't until I came to recovery that I knew that I could get well. And in the process of getting well, I now had value to others, to others individually, to others within the group, and consequently to me as well. Again, I believe, 
I got well so I could help you find your way as you still suffer. Because we should not suffer the way we suffered. God did not design this life for us to die the death that far too many of us realize. Zig Ziglar would say, and I was telling it to Laura, you know, we don't want to die with our song still in us. So we go sing that song. We gain the song. We learn the song. We sing it out loud. We sing it individually. We sing it in our group so we can go help that person who still suffers from their addiction. Man, we are out of time. (laughs) I could talk and talk and talk. I am so passionate about recovery. I'm so passionate about what I can do for me because I know that translates to the group. Without unity, I have nothing. Without unity, I am alone. And I was alone before I got here. I'm never going to be alone again. And because I've chosen not to be alone, I chose to walk in unity. Now I have value. Now I can go help the other person who is suffering. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at Recovery Guy Podcast. I want you to join us. Share these podcasts. I think this podcast is like 193. So we got a whole bunch of them out there. They're still in the library. We haven't locked them up yet. If you're a treatment center, you work in treatment, or you know someone who does, make sure they get this link. We're on most all major podcast channels. I'm on Twitter at RecoveryGuy1986. I'm on Instagram, Recovery underscore Guy. Facebook, The Recovery Guy. Just look for Robert Pardon. You'll know me by my fabulous hair. I make no apologies. 67 years old, got a great head of hair. Thank you, God, right? I wake up every day with the energy and the passion because I know that today is a gift. It's a gift for me and it's a gift for you. And why would we have a gift if we're not willing to cash it out? I want to cash it out. Because tomorrow I get another gift and I cast that one out. I make every day as full as I can possibly be so I can be as prepared for you. Go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. Go to Venmo at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three, the number three, and give a one-time donation. If you want to give monthly, go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. Share the content. Follow me. Let me know if you're looking for a life or sober coach. I have some availability. I want to help you along life's journey. We got broken apart and we get whole together. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.